Hi, I'm Mark Fish, and you are listening to Hit the Target podcast, proudly brought to you by Hollywood Bets. My name is Carol Shabalala, and you are listening to Hit the Target, powered by Hollywood Bets. Hi, football lovers. This is Coach Delinka. You're listening to Hit the Target, powered by Hollywood Bets. Hit the Target podcast. Hello, and welcome to Hit the Target podcast, powered by Hollywood Bets. I'm your host, Dashwan, and with me in studio today is the Dream Team. Of course, I'm talking about Super Sichle Sony, Mark Stradom, and Ayanna Vezi. Gentlemen, welcome. Good morning, team. Greetings, greetings. Happy New Year. Greetings to our listeners at home. It's good to be back. Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah. Um, I must say, it kind of feels like a family reunion as we come together to bid our Bafana Bafana family uh, farewell. Um, of course, I am talking about our impending Afghan departure as we look to go to Ivory Coast and, you know, come back with some memories and maybe a piece of silverware. Um, on that note, I have a clip that I want to play where South Africa head coach Hugo Bruce is opening up about our chances of qualifying from our group. It's not the most difficult group, but um, we have with Tunisia and Mali uh, two good opponents, uh, teams who are nearly always South African. Uh, we did it well certainly Tunisia in the World Cup. Um, Mali is playing a kind of home game. It's uh, near to the border of Mali. So, um, yes, they will be very motivated, so it will not be easy. And then you have Namibia. Namibia is maybe uh, the team that nobody expects, but we played against them a few months ago, and uh, it's well organized. So, uh, yeah, it will be tough, but uh, there are some possibilities, and if we can reach our best level, then we have a chance to, to go through the group stages. You know, after hearing that, I must say, it kind of feels like he's not giving much away and saying that we have a, a semi-difficult group. You know, you mentioned Tunisia and Mali, but he also said Namibia is kind of like a dark horse. And, you know, when we played against them, they were uh, more organized than maybe we anticipated. To me, it sounds like we are in the most open group. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I I think so. I think so. I think if we can if we can get a, a positive uh, results in the in the first game, I think we stand a chance against um, the other two teams in the group. Yeah, I think if we start off on a, on our strongest foot, I think Mali is probably well, actually maybe Tunisia because Tunisia have been scoring goals for fun and um, also at the back they're very very solid. So we could have a challenge against Tunisia. What do you guys um, think? Um. Personally, I think uh, Mali is would will be one of uh, our the most difficult opponents that we'll have. So if uh, we can win against Mali, as Mark has said, um, our confidence will be high, and uh, we stand a chance of doing better. You know, with uh with the other countries. I mean, I understand that uh, uh Nami. Uh, sorry, Mali, uh, Tunisia, Mali. Oh, Shalulile's country. Yeah, Namibia. Yes, sorry. Yes, I understand that they know us better and they have uh, uh, a number of players that are playing in South Africa. So we should not take them lightly. Um, as Desh has said, that's the, the dark horses. So um, that's also another game that uh, we have to win. Mm. And I have to ask you, you are very pro Bafana Bafana and I know that you think that we're going to go through to the advanced stages of the tournament, maybe even to the final. Where are we going to struggle in our group if if we are going to struggle? I think 
when I'm looking at the group here, I think our tough opponents will be Mali for me. Yeah. I think Mali will be our tough opponents. Uh, I'm not taking away anything away from other two teams, but I think Mali is the strongest team in this group. But uh, with Tunisia, because this that's our opening game, mm. I think that's where South Africa will pick up, uh, will pick a point there. I even wrote a short uh, article uh, saying which teams will go through to the next round. But looking at our group, I think uh, Bafana Bafana will qualify mm. for the knockout stages. And remember also that there are teams that will finish third mm. that will also go through yeah, to, yeah. The, to the next round. Yeah. So if we do well in our opening game, and then when we go and play in Namibia, yeah. as uh, Gift said, we mustn't take them lightly. But that is the game that we have to make sure that Three points. Collect all yeah. the maximum point, and we know we we don't concede a goal, so that whenever we face uh, Mali, if we lose that game, uh, and it happens that maybe we finish third, they'll look at those teams that are yeah. finished that finished third, and they'll say, okay, South Africa, <coughs> they drew against uh, Tunisia, and they won against the Namibia. They never considered a goal. Maybe we can outside shot. Yeah, look, I I think Mr. Bruce, uh, um, he would have spoken to the players. Um, especially being the first game of of the tournament, I think any any tournament, the first game is the most important game mm. because it sets the tone going forward for the group. Exactly, yeah. the environment will be will be different. I think the players will be extra motivated knowing they got the first three points on the board. I think the pressure will be slightly off. Yeah, and and going into other games confident, knowing that okay, we beat Mali, we got the positive result. Let's carry it through the uh, the tournament. Yeah. Um, it sounds like the the panel is saying that Mali is going to be the most difficult game. It is our opening fixture as well. Um, with that being said, we play Lesotho tomorrow. Now, this podcast is recorded on a Wednesday. We play Lesotho Thursday, 3 p.m. Before we jet off to Ivory Coast. Now, do you think that's in any way going to impact our performance against Mali? Do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing that we're playing Lesotho at such a late stage um, of our campaign? Uh, I think... Uh Maybe uh, they should have picked um, a stronger opponent. Um, yeah, uh, Lesotho is not even in the Afcon. Yesterday, um, Zambia they were playing Cameroon. Um, that's good preparation. The other day, um, Nigeria they were playing. If I'm not mistaken, Kin. Both they they are both in the Afcon. Mm. Um, so I think uh, the, the 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 opponents that they picked they they could have done better. I think I think I think um, they they chose that um, opponent just to 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 freshen up on on tactics on on gameplay maybe find um, different combinations. I don't think it would be to test what we can do. I think it's just to to get the boys running in you know get ready for the game like. Full confidence. I don't think it was just a true test. Yeah. You, you, and, you mentioned and, confidence. I just want to jump in. Do you think it could be, um, you know, I don't want to say a weak opponent, yeah. just to get our confidence levels up, you know, just to that, you know, you smash them 3-0. No, let's, confidence let's, in the camp let's is high. call a spade a spade. It is a weaker opponent. That's for sure. It is a weaker opponent. But I think it's just to build the boys' confidence up and, and get them ready. That's how I feel. Also, uh, I think they chose uh, Lesotho because of the PSL. Their games, like they closed uh, very late, and Hugo Bruce came out. Uh, I think it was sometime two last weeks ago. Yeah, last year to say he asked with the PSL to like close, close the, early. early. 
but then they refused. So I think they chose what, whatever team that was available to say, okay, mm. Lisut is available. Other teams, like they, most okay. of the teams, are, uh, this is their last day today mm. to, to, to play their friendly games. So I think Lisut was the only op- um, opponents that were available. So they had to go what? Last minute preparations. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. And I think last minute preparations are not good when you're going to such tournament because that shows that you, you're not ready like to in terms of uh, the team spirit, the players yeah. coming I, together, those combination plays, you know. Because I think if you're going to such a op- uh, competition, you have to play like three games to mm. try maybe three different tactics to mm. see mm. Uh, which tactics is going to uh, is gonna work for you going into this uh, tournament. And it is important also to have a game with one of the teams, maybe two teams that are part of the tournament yes. and to have a game with mm. them. So I, but I, they have played um, against Ivory Coast in Ivory Coast not so long ago. I think it was towards the end of 2023. So I thought that was a, a good um, move by Safa yes. to, to, to send the team to Ivory Coast to get a feel for the conditions. Uh, and you're playing, again, the host nation of the of the uh, uh, the Afghan and um, I think it was the left back uh, Mudao who really impressed me in that fiction. I thought like you know he, he should he should really play because I think he had Zaha quiet for most of that game. I, 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 he could be South Africa's best player for me. Mm. I, I love Mudao; he's a quality player. I feel he should go abroad and play in Europe. But I think facing the Sutu tomorrow, it's a bit of a a good thing and a bad thing. Why I say that a bad thing, because um, players could get um, into bad tackles, injuries could happen. Mm. Uh, a good thing because players will be fresh, um, the legs will be moving, there will be no tired legs, the minds will be will be ready to, to face Mali. So the, the, the level of opponent might be a problem, but it's still um, all in good spirits. Speaking of injuries also, um, Tobin Vala, maybe he might be not be. Yeah, yeah, you see, uh, uh, Tapele Kog is on standby. So yeah. if Hugo Bruce, uh, they gave him a chance to have the squad early, yeah. would have mm-hmm. known maybe that, okay, Vala is out. Let me call this player to yeah. come and join the team early. Yes. We'll yes. work in yes. training, yes. get a yes. feel for him. Yeah, you know. So, Good point. Yeah, so I think... Uh, I don't. I don't want to call this out, but I think there's some kind of sabotage. Yeah, you, you know, in Hugo Bruce's plan because we've seen uh, how Bafana Bafana have performed like under him. You know, yeah. I think it's one loss in the last eighteen months or something. Yes. It's absolutely incredible. Yes, you see. So I think they. Uh, I as I said, I don't want to call it, but I <laughs> call it. They're yeah. trying to sabotage him, but yeah. then uh, if. He got a chance to meet up with the squad early, maybe like after Christmas, as soon as after Christmas, then he calls the players to the camp and then I think it would have, it would have been better. Yeah. yeah. Um sorry to cut you. Um to just to add on what Ayanda is saying, um, even yesterday on the media briefing, uh Bruce mentioned it that uh, um he doesn't feel that um PSL uh is on his side. Um, they, they're not backing yes, him. Yes, they're not backing him because um, with uh, the number of injuries that are there in the squad and the mm. uh, number of players being being you know tired, um, yeah. he also mentioned sometimes players who were playing a game maybe after every two or three days. Um, he mentioned that uh, it doesn't feel uh, you know 
the support it's, it's that fair. the support is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's uh his request wasn't met of that the players must the league must be paused on the twenty fourth so that the players can rest and then start to prepare for for, for, for AFCON. Yeah. Just to give the listeners more information, Hugo Bruce sent two letters to the PSL. Um at least that's what he's told the media. Um, the first one was unanswered and the second one was responded and and in that um, response, the PSL said that they wish Bafana all the best ahead of their AFCON tournament. Um, however, the league cannot um, stop or rather pause uh, when he wants it to because I think there were TV deals that had already been struck and negotiations had already been um, confirmed and you know there was other tournaments running concurrently. I think like the Carling Cup if you look at, for example, so, um, you know, at that stage, it was too late, but he had said that he had sent the initial letter before the league even started, that being the 2023-24 season. Before it even started, he had already written to Safa and said, uh, excuse me, already written to the PSL and said, please, can you, um, you know, make sure that the league stops at a certain date? And, you know, there's m- like merit to his claim because... Um, I know um, you guys just mentioned Nvala, but also he said that no Williams and no Zwane in tomorrow's fixture against Lesotho. And he said that they are nursing injuries. But honestly, those are Sundance players. And you just mentioned that uh, Sundance are playing two to three days, every two to three days. Now, that also tells me that Sundance players might be abused. You know, how many like high pressure situations are they forced to, um, you know, undergo and you know, uh, Ronnie Williams being the captain of Sundowns and Bafana, he said, um, you know, mental fatigue is a thing. You're looking at other players, uh, Lyle Foster, mental health, he's rescinded the invitation to play with the national team and all due respect, he's allowed to do what he wants to do, but he's not the only one fighting his demons. And again, whilst we don't know what he's going through, Williams made the point about mental fatigue and how um, grateful he is for Hugo Bruce, I think he gave some of the players two to three days off, you know, ice spots, um, relaxed, played some some golf on the, on the, um, I think they're staying at, uh, in Selenbosch. So, you know, that's put off R&R could actually help his squad as they prepare for this tournament. Do you guys think mental fatigue is going to creep into the camp? No, I, I don't think so. I think, I think once the tournament kicks off and they get through the first game, I think everything will be down to business. Um, I think they'll go for it. They know they know what they're up against. They know their opponents. They know what needs to be done, and and they're there for a reason. They're there for the job. Um, I know the nation is behind them. Uh, we back them, yeah. So I'm yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to to be fun doing the things. Mm, so you think yeah, it's all um, guns blazing, eh? Uh, yeah, yeah, that, I, there's no turning back now. I think we're there already. <laughs> so it, it gotta be guns blazing from the first whistle. Yeah, um, I agree with Mark, and also. The captain also mentioned yesterday that um, there are measures that have been put in place, you know, to ensure that uh, they 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 deal, they help, you know, those players that uh, seem to be tired, you know, mentally. Um, you know, he also mentioned that maybe they are allowed to skip, you know, a, a training session and then relax and come back the next day. So, um. Um, hopefully uh, it's working and it won't affect uh, them, you know, in the To tournament. be fair to Mr. Bruce, it sounds like, like he is trying to give the players a, a chance to, to recover and, and to help them by managing them man, man to man. So, so I'm, I'm happy with Mr. Bruce. He's, he's, he is trying and, and this will be a true test for him now coming up. 
Yeah, I have to agree with the guys, you know. Um, the players, I think now they're ready uh, because when was the last time Bafana Bafana qualified for the AFCON? They almost qualified for the last year's uh, FIFA World Cup. And this is the time to show the country that what can, what can they do for the nation. Mm. So I think in terms of readiness, I think now the players, they realize what is at stake here. So I think they're ready now for the fact that they'll be playing a game tomorrow. Uh, I think now mentally they're ready. Yeah. There's no turning back now because we know Bafana Bafana, the last time they qualified in the AFCON, they even went to the quarterfinals so, uh, where they were knocked out by Nigeria. So this is the time now they want to go further, I think, in, in this tournament. So I, I think they are ready now. Yeah. Well, since you've uh, obviously questioned my thoughts about the mental fatigue, but let's talk about the physical fatigue and, you know, the aging of the players. I think um, there's a central core. You know, you look at the players like Percy Tauti, Mazwane, Ron Williams, uh, Grant Kekana, even Monare, uh, Sianda Tulu, they all are over the age of 30. Some 32, some older than that. And, you know, if we qualify for the FIFA World Cup, I highly doubt those players are going to play just because of their age. Um, do you think that having players like that in this current AFCON is almost like a sending off, like a farewell tournament for them? Or do you think that they still have a part to play in the national team as we look to qualify for the FIFA World Cup? Yes, they will be part of the setup uh, in order to help Bafana Bafana qualify for the FIFA World Cup. But being going to the World Cup, if we qualify, I don't think so because of the age. But uh, looking at the team, uh, these players being there, uh, I think it's the best because also Hugo Bruce has got the mandate that he wants to win the, the AFCON. Mm. And you can see what they've been doing in the past months. Yeah. They've been uh, performing very well. They deserve to be there. So also as a coach, uh, Hugo Bruce is trying also to save his job to bring the best players that they can, he know that they can get the business done. So I think even after the uh, this tournament, they'll be still a part of the setup. But I think Hugo Bruce will be also introducing new players building to the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, Mutupa, that's what I'm say, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, um, I, I agree with Vez. Such tournaments, in such tournaments, you need, uh, you know, players with experience. Um, because, you know, if you have, play, if, you, if your squad is dominated by a number of players who lack uh, experience, uh, you may lose the game before you even play. You go there with youngsters um, in the tunnel, they see Mane, they see Salah. Um, you know, already they are shaking. Um, but if you're there with players who are, you know, used to high-pressure situation, um, <laughs> yeah, they can handle it. Yeah. And also, with regards to to the aging players and the World Cup, um, this season we've had such uh, a, a high number of youngsters, you know, who Come are coming through, up, yeah. who are seem to be, to be uh, you know, having a bright future, you know. Mm. Jaden Adams, also in Apollos, um, yes, even yeah. those uh, that uh, are going to miss out, to yeah. miss out Ratomo, on Afcon. Yeah. Yes, Ratomo, you know. Uh, There's quite a the, few from the, Stellenbosch, the, the, to be honest. Sports yeah. guys. Shandron Campbell. Yes, uh, those are the players that can be groomed, you know. Um, the to, next squad, yes. the golden generation. <laughs> yes, uh, those are the players that uh, Bruce can groom uh, and 
to be part, you know, or to be ready for 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 the next Afcon as well as the World Cup. And to 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 add on on what Gift is saying, uh, if we're going into this Afcon, maybe with young players, we have to have a vision that okay, we're taking these young players, no matter how they perform or if they do bad, it doesn't matter. Our main game, our main goal is that maybe. Come 2026, they'll be matured. Yeah. They can take us to they the World Cup. They would have played with each other for two years. Yeah, you see. But then we didn't have like, Safa didn't have like a, a vision to say, maybe let's build this squad so that come 2026, they'll be like our golden generation. Mm-hmm. But I think after this AFCON, that's when they'll come and say, okay, now let's build a squad that will be our golden generation. Mm-hmm. So for now, it's just, Let's go and get the business done. Yeah. And then we'll see what comes after the tournament. Yeah. Well, such a golden generation will need a striker. Who is that striker? Because at AFCON, it's looking like La Passa or Evidence Makopa up front. Well, (laughs) 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 why is everybody laughing? No, the thing is, everyone was complaining when the squad was announced. You know, everyone was complaining that. uh, there were people that we're gonna be striking with uh, the nation were crying but for me I was like these players when Hugo Bruce came on board these players were on his setup especially Evidence Mahopa when Hugo Bruce made his first call Evidence Mahopa was there when he was still playing for, for Barroca and I'm sure Hugo Bruce was happy to see him being given a chance at Orlando Pirates and scoring those goals for Orlando Pirates so Hugo Bruce saw the potential of Evidence Mahopa. And we don't know maybe what Hugo Bruce is telling the guy there in the camp. Maybe he might surprise us uh, in this tournament uh, since everyone is like, uh, don't believe in him, you know. Uh, as for Lipasa, we've seen him. He, he has done uh, wonders for, for the nation. We even qualified for this uh, AFCON because he scored a goal when we played uh, away against... Uh, I think it was Liberia? Yeah. Libya? Liberia, 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 you know. So, for, I I think we have a a, a good team there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look, on that same note, we we let's talk about the the FIFA World Cup qualifier because we beat Benin in our opening game two one, and then we lost to Rwanda two 0 And both fixtures, La Passa started on the bench. He came off, mm. but I don't really think he impacted the game. Now, do you guys think he's been included because the coach has picked him previously and? you know, shown faith in him and maybe they have established that um, rapport with each other um, or do you think it's just a case that he is maybe one of the country's finest? I think I think um, uh, Mr. Bruce trusts him because he did come out saying that um, Le Passe is going to be a top striker for Bafana for the future. Um, he's always spoken about him, highly of him. The only problem I'm having with Mahupa and, and Le Passe is, is, is the physicality of the other countries that's that's gonna be there. Um we know the the other countries how, how big the players are, how strong the game is. And I think out of all the nations, I think we are the smallest nation. I'm talking body size. Strength, yeah. yeah. So I think I, I just hope they can they can manage to to work around it and, and hopefully get goals for us because we know that La Passa has fallen off the pace. Um he was in the beginning of the season playing very well, scoring goals for fun. Um, Mahopa came in and also started scoring goals. So I just hope that they can continue with that uh, in Ivory Coast. 
And this comes also to to our local teams. I think they have to hire someone for body conditioning mm, of the players. Conditioning, yeah. yeah, you know, because you see some of the players that hey, this player, if you can. A one-on-one. <laughs> you see, it's like, not going to work out. Yeah, but <laughs> We're losing that battle. Yeah, because of his body. But also with the strikers that we have and the players that are, are there, you, you, we know Mamelodi Sundowns, they like to play those pass and move, pass and move. I think that's where we're going to kill those teams yeah. go, going there because we, we know that they're tall and they're big. We're going to kill them. We just have to play mm. football, pass, move, pass, move, kill a man. Yeah. Then, yeah, and we do have players that can, uh, you know, execute. You know, you got firstly Temazone and Pasitao. Yeah, and Pasitao. You, yeah. you see, I think that's where we're gonna kill them. I'm sure maybe they were expecting that maybe we're gonna have a Lebu Motiba. Yeah, that is gonna be uh, uh, the big man there. Yeah, but then they've got surprise. Yeah, uh, you know, we're gonna surprise them. Not surprised, Alani. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're gonna surprise. We're gonna surprise them uh, uh, in this yeah. tournament. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was Maya Bella who also started against uh, Ivory Coast and against um, Rwanda away from home. So, you know, that is another player that maybe we could look um, to. But, um, yeah, let's let's move ahead to the uh, the discussion of $7 million. Now, I believe... <laughs> when when you talk money, there's yeah. big issues. Yeah. But, but we have to, it's part of the game, you know. Yeah, yeah. The players need to get paid, the, the wheels need to turn, Safa needs to earn the money. And distributed accordingly. Now, do you guys think that though, because that was broadcasted to the public, do you think that should have been kept behind doors? Ronan William, as a captain, he said, I think he only spent a minute on that topic in his press conference. Yeah. He said, The agreement has been signed. The players are happy. The technical team is happy. Safa is happy. No comments. That's all well, he said. Why, why, why should that come out in the media? Why must they? Talk about money in the media. If you're going to AFCON, you're playing for your country. What about playing for the badge? That's what it should be about. Forget about the name on the back. You play for the badge, the people will remember the name on the back. Leave the money and finances to other people. You're there for a reason. Focus on what you're there for. All this money situation just brings out bad blood. Everybody wants to have something to say. Um, people are wrongfully quoted on, on what they're saying. So I think... In all fairness, this thing should have been kept behind closed doors and just focus on the football and the direction in which they need to be. Mm. That's it. But, you know, if I could just add to that, South Africa is not the only nation that is subjected to, um, you know, money from the the presidency and, you know, the Football Association being mismanaged. Nigeria, Nigeria, the Super Eagles, you know, one of the most formidable attacking squads at a tournament. Um, I believe it was the Minister of Sport and said that the the head coach of the national team had not been paid in about 15 months and his bill was over 20 million rand. So ahead of this tournament, he said that all monies had been paid to um, the relevant parties and it was um, even the junior teams, the under-20 teams, the women's teams, the head coach of the men's team. Um, and further to that, he said that the presidency had released about 250 million rand to the Minister of Sport um, to make sure that the football wing of Nigeria, um, you know, the wheels keep turning and, you know, the, the lights stay on and they still churn out um, results. Do you think that something like this is going to, like, hinder South Africa's progress or do you think that the players are maybe not focused on that? 
I I don't think they focused on the money issues because even Pesita after they signed the the, the the agreement, he even said that we're happy. All we have to do is just to focus on playing football and make our nation happy. And it's always an issue when it's those you know, when it's this kind of tournament. Uh, most of the nation they go through these phases uh, where like players they don't reach an agreement with the FA to say we want this amount of money. It's always an issue. But some other nations they go there and they do well. And it's up to the players if they want to make their nation proud or they just playing for the pack. Um, I I think it's more than just the bonuses. Uh, the bonuses uh. The, they are just there, you know, to motivate them. They did the same thing, if I'm not mistaken, when the our ladies team yeah. were, were were going to the World Cup. Um, it's it's something that they usually do. I think in an effort to motivate them. So it's not something that should affect them. I mean, mm. they can't go there and not perform and then say, um, it's because of the bonus issues. Mm. So um, hopefully uh. But personally, I think it's not something that should have been in the media. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something that they should they should have agreed upon on, and then have a meeting. Yes, because everybody because you see now uh, our opponents will say this team they had their problems with money issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So can expose that physically, <laughs> yeah. uh, mentally, like they <laughs> something meant, shaky. Yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah. But I agree with the guys when they say this thing should have been discussed behind closed doors. Yeah. yeah. Not in, not invite any media. So I think that's the wrong move that the Safa made. Mm. Yeah. Well, look, uh, the more money, well, the, the further you go in the tournament, the more money you're going to get. And when you go into those latter stages, you're going to be competing with some of the continent's finest. Now, I want to ask you, gentlemen, who are we actually fearing? Is in Nigeria 22 goals during qualification? You know, um, we've got Egypt 10 goals, but also the play like. Mo Salah, Ghana come through with a formidable squad. Like Algeria is always going to be there. Who are we like looking at as a country that could hurt us? Do we fear anybody? No, we we, uh, we don't fear anybody. We, we, but we don't. when it comes to the latter stages, it's going to be difficult. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you can't. I'm, I'm thinking of Senegal. Mm. I'm thinking of Morocco, um, Nigeria, obviously, um, Mali, Cameroon. The, the 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 usual big guns of of Africa. I think every nation has top players. They're all playing abroad. Um, they have experience. So once it gets to those stages, I think it's it's going to be quite serious. And Nigeria is always our hudo team. When we only, <laughs> when when we qualify for the next round, we always get, get them. them. So yeah. hey, uh, yeah, if we can try and avoid them, I think one of the big guns we can knock them out. Yeah, there. and. In the previous uh, Afcon, Burkina Faso with the dark horses, they yes. even finished fourth. And yeah. the Afcon before they finished third. So I think we can also do it. No one uh, thought that Burkina Faso can go that far in the tournament. So if we can, the players can just focus on playing football. Forget about anything else. Just do what they need to do. They mustn't complicate things on the field. Just do the simple thing, and then they'll get the results. Yeah, if the players can, you know, be able to focus um, one step at a time. First yeah. step, get through the group stages. Um, next step, see who, who you pinned against. Then, you know, take care of them and move forward. Mm. Yeah. I'm glad you guys mentioned some of the countries you did because I got a fun fact for you. Algeria, Senegal, 
and Ghana are the only three teams to have avoided defeat as they qualified for Afghan Ivory Coast. Avoided defeat. Only three teams. I'm, 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 not, I'm not surprised by the Algerians. Yeah. Obviously, Algeria are the defending champions, you know. So you can avoid defeat in the qualifying rounds and then when you get to the tournament, you just choke. You don't know yeah. what. And then we will see lots of upset in this tournament. Trust mm. me. Believe me. You. Yeah. Me. yeah. Ghana also, they, they have a strong team. Yeah. I mean, look at what um, Kudus has been doing there by mm. West Ham. A very strong um, player. Uh, Jordan Richard Ofori from Pirates as well. You can't, uh, you know, you gotta <laughs> yeah. put a Pirates. Still the way is. He was a captain <laughs> yeah, in their friendly um against uh, Namibia. Yeah. Uh good luck to to Ofori man. Yeah. yeah. Are you uh, brothers as well over there? Yes, yeah. yes, 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 mm. yes. So soccer's um, changed in in Africa. It's 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 improved by by a large mile. It's 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 very good. There's a lot of good players in Africa. We see them all over, especially now in Germany, um Ossiman in in Italy. Um the soccer's changed drastically and and Afcon's going to be quite good. Yeah. Um you know, whilst we're on the, the level of the pedigree of football, we have to discuss some of the EPL players that will be gracing the AFCON pitch. Now, we've got Salah, Onana, Nicholas Jackson. Of those three, which one is the most important for the nation? I, I, I would say Mohamed Salah. Mohamed mm. Salah, yeah, uh, Mohamed Kudus from Ghana, Nicholas Jackson for him. At everyone, everyone. Ossiman for me is going to be the highlight of the yeah. tournament. I think all eyes will be on Ossiman. I think he's doing great things for Napoli. Um, the team is not doing uh, quite good, but for him personally, I think his numbers are incredible. Um, he can go to any team right now. And uh, and he's the African footballer of the, of the year. So, so all eyes will be on yeah, him. The stage so, is set for Nigeria. Yeah. I think he will be the one to look up. But for the other nations, I think every nation has quality players striking. Um, Vincent Abubakar, um, Sofian Pufal, Mohamed Salah, Jackson, and the list can go on. There's plenty yeah. of players from Africa who are doing great things now at the moment. Mm. Do you think um, with the transfer window being opened, maybe some of these players could be off the game because there's contract talks going on behind the scenes? I know you know you mentioned Osman and I don't really think that his long-term future lies with Napoli um, after what happened on social media. But you know, you look at his performance for the national team. I think he scored 10 goals in qualifying, the only player to reach double figures. Some nations didn't amass those number of mm-hmm. goals. Throughout qualifying, I, I think I think this tournament is, is is a platform to showcase their talent and and push for for a transfer instead of of holding them back. Yeah, definitely, um, and definitely I agree with Mark. And I saw one of the biggest channels in Europe is gonna televise the 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 Afcon. Afcon. So it's another opportunity for the players who are playing in Africa to mm. audition. Yeah, to audition mm. to say. This is what we can do. And the the players, the likes of uh, Modao, who has been linked with the move to the EPL, this is the stage for him to, mm. to showcase his talent. Mm. All right, gents. I think um, that's where we're going to have to leave it for this week. Um, you know, we wish Bufana, um all the very best uh, in their friendly against Lesotho. We hope no injuries come of that. And I do hope we leave them with a 5-0 hammering <laughs> yeah, yeah. as we dispatch. Um, you know, and head off to Ivory Coast. Um, until next week. Cheers. 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 Uh, Cheers. Good luck to the boys.
Hit the Target Podcast.